are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Tuesday co-host and the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, Kevin McGuire, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to get to on the show today, where is the panic button for the Big Ten teams that didn't look so good over the weekend? Also, big injury news coming out here just today as we're talking to Kevin on Monday all throughout the Big Ten. And also his Nittany Lions did get the biggest win of the weekend, so we'll talk a little bit about what Penn State did and what they can do after what they showed in week one. It's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. But before we get into any of that, Our show today is brought to you by our season preview we're going to have for the NFL season coming and going on right now. It's about to begin and no one covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network, August 30th through September 8th. So again, right now, the Locked On Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Locke and Fora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen into your podcasts. And again, be sure to tune in all the way up until, well, when you're listening right now, today and tomorrow. Kevin, thanks for joining us here again on a Tuesday. Let's start off by getting at least a little bit, like we said, on your Nittany Lions, a 16 to 10 win that wasn't pretty by any means, but it is a W. And obviously you want to be 1-0 over 0-1 in the Big Ten season, in the 2021 season, all of it. How are you feeling after a big win against Wisconsin, no matter how many things you may still be worried about with this team? Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, reason to say that you should be disappointed with a win. Uh, you know, obviously room to improve on the offense for sure, but the defense rose to the occasion, uh, kind of a bend but don't break kind of a performance. And yeah, that's really good enough, I think, as far as Penn State's concerned. Going into that matchup, it was a tough spot. You know, going on the road against a good Wisconsin team, you knew it was going to be a defensive battle. So it was really just about protecting the football as best you possibly could. Penn State did that and getting takeaways. Penn State did that too. So very impressed with the way that they showed up, certainly in the red zone on defense. Uh, you know, Wisconsin getting, what, four red zone trips coming out of there, just seven points, uh, missed field goal, a couple turnovers, or actually three turnovers in total, I think. So it was just a good performance all around for the defense for Penn State. Uh, again, looking forward to seeing what they do, improving the offense, getting off to some faster starts. But for one game in, I'll take a 1-0 record over an 0-5 start like we saw last year. Well, like we said, we'll talk more about the Nittany Lions to finish up the show. Wisconsin's going to be one of those teams I'm asking about as far as how much should they be panicking after that week one loss. Right now, let's talk about just some of the biggest news that came out today here as far as the injuries we saw over the weekend in week one. First off, back on Thursday. Muhammad Ibrahim of the Minnesota Gophers had a big game to start off against Ohio State, but then he went down and now he's out for the season, possibly ending his Minnesota career. It's a big hit for the Gophers. He was the guy who was the wind in that offense's sails. And without him, I don't know how much higher you could say the Minnesota ceiling is over what it was last season for this team. I think that is that big of a hit for this Gopher team. Someone's going to have to make up for the production that really drove everything else. 
Oh, absolutely. And you would know better than me about who's going to be the next guy in line. But anytime you have an offense that's going to have one of the best running backs in the Big Ten and you lose him right after the start of the season. Trust me, I was there last year. You know, Penn State was looking forward to going into the year with a uh, journey Brown and Noah Kane. Uh, journey Brown had to retire right before the season. Noah Kane gets injured right as the season starts. So now Minnesota kind of in that same boat with losing one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. It's a tough blow. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with Minnesota now because I thought with him, you know, I thought Minnesota was going to be a pretty fun team this year. Not saying that that's not going to be the case, but you know, I need to see what's going to happen. What's PJ Fleck got up his sleeves now? Yeah, I think he could be creative. I think there's enough talent on that team to be able to still work decently, but it's just so many things you thought about if you were a Minnesota Gopher fan going into this season about what this team could or couldn't do. But it was just that one thing you knew it could do, that one thing that was the foundation of everything else. Mo Ibrahim was really stability for this team he was what had always been there and him not being there anymore pj flex said it in his monday press conference you cannot replace mo ibrahim but minnesota's gonna have to try as best as it can the rest of the season we'll see well minnesota not the only team suffering from the injury bug over the weekend kevin michigan as well ronnie bell gone from that team to michigan has as we talked about with minnesota to all sorts of things to worry about this just adds on to that list for them what can they do here? What do you see as far as the talent around? Again, Minnesota maybe has enough to build around to do something still. What can Michigan do to try and fill what is given a, a not quite as big hole in their offense to fill, but still someone who has a lot of talent that won't be there? You got to cross your fingers and just hope for the best, I think, at this point, because I think when you're talking about Michigan's offense, it's not an offense that can afford losing some of their best players. Uh, and certainly at the wide receiver position, that's a that's a big loss for Michigan, because just when you think that they may have something with their passing game, now you're losing your best wide receiver. That is a tough act to overcome. And of course, they're going to have some really good challenges this season because they're going to play some good secondaries. So. I don't know where Michigan goes from here either. So I, I know that Michigan has recruited well in many areas. Wide receivers, not necessarily one of their strong suits as far as I can see. So I think Jim Harbaugh has got his work cut out for him. At least now, you know, right at the beginning of the season, which holes you have to plug as quickly as you can, just like Minnesota does at the running back position. Yeah, well, you said it, and I could hear Isaiah Hole saying it every Thursday when he comes on whenever we ask these kind of questions to the Wolverines, too. Whenever it's recruiting, it's in the Big Ten, Ohio State, and then Michigan's still right there behind the Buckeyes as far as what they're able to pull in. So despite less on-the-field success, you know that the talent is there. So that's what the Wolverines fans always lean on. They're going to have to continue to do that to try and replace, again, one of the most electric receivers in all of the conference, just in what he's able to do down the sidelines. Kevin, I want to ask before we get into things with our panic button segment we'll have next, and we're going to talk about five different Big Ten teams and where they should be as far as how nervous they are compared to the expectations they had going into the season. But I want to ask before we get into that, I haven't told you what my five teams are. I think I may have listed them off, actually. But anywho, where would you say is the number one spot as far as like biggest, biggest concern after one week of football? That's an excellent question. The team I think has to be pushing the panic button the hardest might be, how about Northwestern? You know, two-time uh, Big Ten West Division champions the last couple of years. Not necessarily a team that I think either of us thought was going to make a serious run here, but they just got dominated on their home field by Michigan State. 
Uh, I'm going to say I'm pretty impressed with what Michigan State did. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they did not quite see that coming. I think if you're a Northwestern and you had hopes of maybe making another run in a division that's going to be pretty tough to win anyway, you get run over the field by that Michigan State team, I would be pushing some serious panic buttons right now. Well, we've got more to talk about with that team and a whole bunch of other teams around the Big Ten who didn't look so great in the opening weekend. We'll have it with Kevin McGuire, our Tuesday co-host right here on Locked On Big Ten in just a minute. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. Well, it's that time of year when you want to go out and take the car for a cruise, but you never want anything to go wrong when you're trying to relax out there on the road. So go on over to rockauto.com and make sure that you're getting all the parts that you may need for a repair or just an upgrade on your car at the best price and with the easiest route to getting it done, too. Rock Auto has everything that you might need for your car. They can make sure that the part that you're getting is the perfect part exactly that you need. And they cut out the middleman of either the dealership or the part shop that can upcharge you quite a bit. You'll get the best prices and it delivered to your front door right there at rockauto.com. Head on over to rockauto.com and if you end up using the service, make sure you let them know that you heard from us by hitting locked on in their little how did you hear about us box. Back here on Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Tuesday co-host, Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lions, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking about the panic button and who should be hitting it after one week here in the Big Ten. Now, again, it's only one week, but still, there were teams who did not look so great and definitely did not live up to their fans' expectations in the opening weekend. And Kevin, we want to talk about all of them here. Let's start where we ended things before we left. Northwestern, a team that had preseason votes in the AP polls, ends up getting pretty much, again, like you said, manhandled by a Michigan State team that doesn't have high expectations to its name. How much lower is the bar now for Northwestern? Because I said it before the game last week, if they lost to Michigan State, they had the most to lose as far as just that overall perception. They lost in a major way. Oh, absolutely. Like I just kind of alluded to, I think the fact that they were just completely manhandled by Michigan State is very telling to me. And they play in a division that has Wisconsin's defensive line, uh, offensive line, uh, Iowa. Uh, there's some other offensive and defensive lines are going to have to deal with this year. And, you know, again, not taking anything away from Michigan State. Uh, maybe kudos to Mel Tucker for getting those guys uh, beefed up and ready to go. But that is, should be very alarming, I think, if you're Northwestern. Just you know, losing battles in the trenches the way that they did, it's got to be very concerning, considering the rest of the schedule that Northwestern's going to have to face this year. Right, yeah. I'm not looking good, given where the rest of that other side of the Big Ten is. That's a west side of the conference that likes to beat up on each other anyway. And Northwestern did not get off to a good start. Uh, moving on, maybe number two on that list, if you were – putting in like a power rankings kind of thing would be the Indiana Hoosiers. Just again, absolutely dismantled by Iowa. Iowa, a really good team given, but Northwest or Indiana had expectations much higher than anything you're used to in Bloomington normally, to be honest. Where is that now? You know what? If I'm reconsidering this, I might make a case that Indiana should be hitting the panic button a little bit more than Northwestern because I did not see them beating Iowa, 
but I definitely saw them being competitive with Iowa and that was nowhere to be seen. Uh, Iowa was just all over Indiana. Michael Penix Jr. with three turnovers, uh, a couple of them returned for touchdowns by Iowa's defense. So uh, that was that was tough for Indiana. That was a really tough matchup for them on the road against Iowa is never easy to go to. But I think with the expectations that Indiana was having to carry over from last year, some good preseason respect in the polls going into the season and then to just lay a dud on the road against Iowa the way that they did. Again, not taking anything away from Iowa, but I expected a lot more out of Indiana. Maybe we'll still see it this season. So I don't know if I'm necessarily pushing too many panic buttons, but I think with the fact that Indiana just got bowled over, they still play in a division with Ohio State, uh, Penn State, and we'll see what happens with Michigan. It's not going to be as easy for Indiana this year. I think we, you, know, you and I both talked about that at some point over the offseason. Things are going to be tougher for Indiana this year. It could not have been more tougher in week one against Iowa. Yeah, I said it last week talking with Jacob Rude going into the matchup with Indiana. I think the Hoosiers really could have benefited from having a week one matchup that maybe wasn't against one of the best teams in the Big Ten, maybe get one of those warm-ups against like a Ball State or the Western Michigans of the world out there. Indiana going into Iowa right away and facing off against just overall like just last 20, 25 years, consistent teams in the conference, maybe not to their biggest advantage. I think the Hoosiers might've been able to benefit from that, but that's also, I think the one thing that the fans may have to hang their hats on is that, Hey, this is still really early. We got time to figure things out. And obviously Indiana has a lot to figure out too. Uh, moving on another team that ended up losing. We already talked a little bit about the Minnesota Gophers on Thursday. We'll put it in the context of Mo Ibrahim's loss as well. The Gophers, I think have to be hitting the panic button after that, but, even after the loss to Ohio State, I think Minnesota fans were a little bit optimistic about where this team was going to be able to be this season. The Gophers right now, there are really just in kind of a tailspin with what everything's been going on with that team. Yeah, I think the loss of the running back is certainly what's going to lead you to push any panic buttons. If that were not the case, I'm not pushing. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for any of your online sportsbook needs. The baseball season is back underway. The NBA Finals are wrapping up. And of course, I know you're already looking at some of those football futures for the fall as well. Whatever your need may be, as far as sports betting goes, BetOnline.ag can help you make your money. Head on over to BetOnline.ag right now for all the best lines, all the news you need to make sure you're up to date before you put those bets in, and we'll get you some free money to start out with too. If you go to BetOnline.ag right now and use our promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of whatever you put into your account that first time you put money in, just add it on for free. Thanks to the people over at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on Locked On Big Ten, alongside our Tuesday co-host Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lions, I'm Nate Dickinson. You can, of course, hear the show with Kevin every single weekday, but we're going to start to at least pick his brain a little bit about his team right now. It was the biggest win of the weekend, Kevin. Penn State defeats Wisconsin 16-10. to We've already talked about this game a lot with the Badgers, but now let's talk about the victors. Penn State ends up 1-0. and looking at least good as far as being able to compete with some of the best in the Big Ten. These two teams, even if that game was sloppy, I think people can agree there was a whole lot of talent and really good football out there on that field to be played. So how are you feeling about just 
where Penn State is at after one week. Is anything major different for you? So I'm feeling a little bit more confident. I was already going into the season feeling a little bit more optimistic about Penn State's chances to have a successful year than I think a lot of people may have. Uh, so I wasn't necessarily surprised that Penn State won the game. I did expect a little bit more out of the offense. So, and the first half of uh, the offense was nowhere to be found. I'm going to give credit to Wisconsin's defense, though, because that defense is legit. But I still think it would have been nice to have seen at least a couple of first downs from this Penn State offense uh, in the first half of the game. But you know what? They go into halftime. It's scoreless at halftime, which was uh, Big Ten football at its finest. And then they come out and they actually get in a rhythm. Sean Clifford starts connecting on it with his passes with his wide receivers. Eventually leads to the big open, wide open pass to Jahan Dotson to open the scoring. Uh, they get a couple other good drives out of uh, the second half as well. So there was something to be said about making the adjustments at halftime against a very good defense and being able to put up 16 points in one half. I'll take it. You know, would have been nice to have a couple more in the first half. But hey, at the end of the game, a win is a win. And as I said earlier, I, I do think that this Penn State offense has room to improve. I think it'll be uh, able to get into much a better rhythm at the start of their next game at home against Ball State this week. So I, I think that the offense is going to be fine. I'm still optimistic about where that offense can go but I think against some of the better defenses they're going to face this year it's not going to be easy because I don't know if they have what it takes to get off to consistently good starts on offense it's been a problem you know going back to last year a uh, new offense coordinator I still think there's reason to be excited reason to be optimistic but uh, going up against some of these better defenses that they'll face it's going to be a challenge well, any questions about the offense, of course, is just questions about Sean Clifford, really. So what do you think about just what you saw from him overall? I mean, you don't have to go through just in the first half, it was really bad. In the second half, it wasn't so bad. That's how it was with everybody in Penn State, everybody in the whole game, really, on offense. But with everything he did, are you feeling any better or worse just about what he is this season going into the next few weeks? You no, know, honestly, I'm not going to be too critical of Sean Clifford's first half performance. I, I, I do think, um, you know, offense as a whole just wasn't all together against a very good defense on the road. Tricky spot. But I look to see where Sean Clifford improved over where we saw him last year. You know, last year he was a turnover machine, especially in the first half of the season before the second before the last four games or so. He didn't have a turnover, you know, and that's to me a, a big step forward. As I said before, he's not one who's going to be short on self-confidence. So yeah, at least you have that going for him. It's really just a matter of controlling the football. That was one of his biggest problems last year that really dug a whole lot of big holes for Penn State that they couldn't quite climb out of uh, during that 0-5 stretch to start the year last year. So going on the road against that defense, not turning the ball over, I'm not going to criticize him one bit for that. Um, you know, getting connected with his wide receivers in the first half would have been better to see. Um, you know, that is a very an area to improve on at the start of games. But again, against that defense, you don't turn the ball over. You don't throw an interception. You don't fumble the football once. Uh, I'm going to take that. And then I'll roll the, the dice wherever they may lay uh, going after that. So all in all, I'm OK with his performance. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but hey, you got the big pass to Jahan Dotson. They tried that like three times, I think, in the game. You connect on one out of three and it leads to a score. I'll take it against that defense. Yeah, a couple more of those deep balls connecting would have made it a whole lot more of a snooze fest down the stretch. But I think I, I'm perfectly fine with the way the game ended up turning out. It was a very, very exciting start to the college football season, no doubt. And Kevin McGuire was, of course, there listening in and talking about it on Locked On Nittany Lions. 
Kevin, every day people can hear you on that show. How else can they get in contact?